hurry, hurry, come this way, all the strangeness to behold. Ripped from the minds of madmen and monsters, thrill for the small cost of one quarter of an hour. We have the show if you have the time. It's just starting. Hurry in and listen close. Murder from the Middle Ages, evisceration galore, it's all inside. Truths, half-truths, and total lies. Take a spin on the roulette of scary for the price of a stitch in time. You get the whole show if you just hurry, hurry, hurry. Hello and welcome to the Roulette of Scary. I am Brother Jay. And I'm Brother Andrew. And Brother Andrew, we've done one of these before, so I totally understand 100% all the way completely what is happening here uh, without fail. But uh, I do like to hear things summarized. So sure. Yeah. Would you explain explain what the hell's no going on? <laughs> yeah, for the listeners at home, not for you whatsoever. Right. Um, Correct. So this is the roulette of scary. It features this big spinny wheel. When spun, lands on one of three categories. Um, there's actually a little prize uh, category, but it's very rare that you would land on that. See this little bit here? I don't know what happens when you land on that, but... um. We'll, we'll get there. The first category this week, we are going to do a mini, um, what is it called? Mini-sode something, whatever, roulette of scary for the movie The Conjuring, uh, which I think I'm like 15 years late to the party to see, but that's fine. Um, watched it yesterday. First category today is general knowledge. So if we land on this category, Brother Jay answers trivia questions on the, on the film The Conjuring, general demonic possession, and more. So sort of a potpourri, if you will. Nice. The second category today is called Prized Possessions, in which we'll discuss cases of real-life exorcisms. Nice. The third category, I'm, I'm still workshopping the title of this next category a bit, and I think I've narrowed it down to two options. Are you ready? Yeah. Option one, con jobs. Famous ghost hoaxes that fooled the world. Nice. That's option one. Here's option two. It's pretty good, too. Conjuring the Ronjuring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. I think we have a winner. I thought I thought it was pretty clear. I thought it was pretty clear as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Before we give this thing a spin, what happens if we land on this uh, little sliver here? Which I hope we don't, because I have here my notes, big money, and no one has that. So, what do you think we could give them, Jay? Well, I'm very excited to announce this. I have procured funds so that we can give away a. Fantastic prize if somebody lands on the orange sliver. So that prize is an $8 gift card to Hot Topic. Uh, what about what about five below? You could get two and a half things. You could. You know what? I'm switching it up. It's an $8 gift card to five below. I love it. I love it. All right, let's give this thing a spin and see what happens. I got a whole bunch of little um, anecdotes uh, for our listeners today. You ready, Freddy? Yeah, let's do it. That's going to be loud as fuck. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, conjuring the ronjuring it is. (laughs) So in case you don't remember, this is famous ghost hoaxes that fooled the world. What do you want to hear, Jay? You want to hear about Amityville or the H family? 
Let's talk about the H family. Okay, the H family it is. In 1921, a woman known only as Mrs. H began seeing a doctor with some strange symptoms. After moving into their house, her family began feeling weak, hearing footsteps, having headaches, and even seeing apparitions. At one point, her husband even awoke in the middle of the night, certain that someone was strangling him. As most of us would, they assumed their home was haunted until they found out that a broken furnace was releasing carbon monoxide into the home. Since then, numerous ghost sightings have been linked to carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh my god, that's great. So, get those detectors checked, kids. Fuck yeah. It may it may not be Casper the Friendly Ghost. It could be carbon monoxide. Just, the silent killer. I, I think more things are poisoning than we realize. You know, like a lot of what's going on. So, okay. Yeah. That's a little sidebar. That's a other. Do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, great, Fred. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Oh my god, I love the fucking sound. I love the sound. <laughs> oh, shit. Prized possessions. These are pretty good. Nice. Uh, in case you don't remember, this cases of real life exorcisms. So the first one is Annalise Michelle, M I C H E L. That sounds about right. Are you familiar with this? You know what this is? Yeah. There's another okay. movie about this. You know about this? Yeah. Do you guys hear about this? Okay. In the <laughs> mid 1970s, a German woman named Annalise Michelle underwent 67 rites of exorcism. The Washington Post reported that under the influence of her demons, Michelle ripped the clothes off her body, compulsively performed up to 400 squats a day. I know people that do that. Okay. Crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days, ate spiders and coal, bit the head off a dead bird, and licked her own urine from the floor. Her story was also the inspiration for the exorcism of Emily Rose. There you go. So, here's what I'm going to say. I didn't realize that all I had to do to get in shape was just get possessed. That's yes. fucking outstanding. Uh, yeah. That opened so many doors, so many avenues. Yeah. Um, but also... Um, yeah, uh, the licking the urine off the floor. I mean, gross. Yeah. Uh, pretty gross. I mean, I guess it would depend on the floor, really, but still really gross. Um, uh, yuck. Okay, next. I want to do the next one. What's the next one? I hope it's a question. I got questions. Oh, God, it's not a question. It's conjuring the rondering. <laughs> All right, baby. San Antonio legend. A popular San Antonio legend has it that in 1938, a bus full of children stalled on train tracks and was soon hit by a train, killing the children inside. Since then, it's been reported that if you park on the ghost tracks and put your car in neutral, the ghosts of the kids will show up to push your car to safety. To prove any skeptics wrong, some even put baby powder on their cars and used the fingerprints as proof the kids were there. Unfortunately, for those who want the story to be true, there's a pretty logical explanation. There's a slight incline on the tracks, which makes your car roll, and the fingerprints that appear are most likely your own. On top of that, the story the legend is based on actually happened in Salt Lake City. Right. Right, right. Yeah, actually, I know a little bit about this. The fucking thing about it is it's kind of an optical illusion because you don't see the grade off of the tracks and so it's weird because like your car will pick up pace as it's kind of coming over the tracks and down uh yeah they've had like a survey crew out there and they're like yeah this is definitely not flat ground you know like (laughs) science yeah exactly questions aren't you gonna be so disappointed when the first question you have i'm gonna be like i don't fucking know questions yay 
All right, general knowledge. So Brother Jay answers trivia questions on the film The Conjuring, General Demonic Possession, and more. Yay. Ready? Yes. Oh, God, this is going to be too easy. Uh, I'm going to skip to the second one. Do it. What is the name of the spirit taking over the parents' house and family in the film The Conjuring? Is it one, Beelzebub? Two, Annabelle. Three, Lasagna. Oh, Lasandre. Four, Bathsheba. It's Bathsheba. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When Lorraine does research on the parent house, she finds out that a woman, Bathsheba, hung herself in the house after sacrificing her seven-day-old baby. Proclaimed, climbed up into the tree, proclaimed her love for Satan, and then hung herself. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a lot. It was pretty yeah. heavy. Yeah, pretty- this is one of those movies, the, it's it's the possession. And you know, I'm, the, I can really go down a rabbit. You can't. Anyone can. It's not like it's just like I'm into... I find it interesting. I think possession is just fascinating, and you can just go down many, many rabbit holes on this. So, I have a few more questions lined up for you. I hope we get there. Let's give her a spin. Do it. Oh. Conjuring the wandering. Man, this <laughs> one's really good. It's going for it. Okay. <laughs> This one I thought was cool. I, I call it Fear Factor at Coventry University. On the campus of Coventry University in England, there's a 14th century cellar home to a ghost, or so people thought. Those who visited the cellar said that they had paranormal experiences, which some reporting seeing the ghost of a woman. Even a self-proclaimed witch reportedly couldn't stay down there for more than a few moments. This story was debunked when Vic Tandy, a lecturer at the school and part-time ghost hunter, discovered what was later called the fear frequency. By measuring infrasound levels, he determined that high frequencies can cause people to see optical illusions, get chills, chills, feel anxious, and other effects. In other words, it can make you feel really sure you've seen a ghost, even if you haven't. And it turns out the levels in that Coventry University cellar fall into a range where those effects are to be expected. Why, though? Okay, so at what point do we just fucking disprove everything? Okay, so if it's to be believed, right, energy is neither created or destroyed. It merely changes form, right? So why can't that be part of a haunting? And and why would a fucking 14th century seller have those frequencies? Why does that fucking exist in that place? I'm with you. You know, I'm just here. I'm just here to spin the wheel, man. You're just the conduit, baby. That's what you... just spinning the wheel. I'm the fucking decorations, baby. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, hopefully, maybe somebody will hear this. And maybe can give me some answers, some resolution to those questions. Because, God damn it, I do not like to do research. <laughs> I do, but I'm, I'm not. This is Coventry University. Somebody out there, um, feel, free to, feel free to tell us all about it. Perfect. It's going to be, it's going to be Ron Conjuring. It better not be. I'm out of Ronjurings. <laughs> Ayo, it's Questions. Questions. Okay, so one is really easy. The other one's pretty complicated. We have like four minutes left, right, of this 15-minute thing. I want to get into this one because I'm into this one. Okay. Which of these is not a stage in demonic possession? A, infestation. Mm-hmm. B, oppression. Mm-hmm. Three, succession. Four, possession. Yeah, succession's not involved. That's yeah. right. Wow, that's the correct answer. When Carolyn is convinced that something is happening in her house, she shows up at one of Ed and Lorraine's lectures. They talk about the three stages of demonic possession, infestation, oppression, and possession, and that is it. Correct. Yay! I got got a bonus, though. Bonus round on this one. Do it, baby. 
So I did a little research. There are four stages of demonic possession. So we already know that infestation is one, right? That was option A. That's the haunted house type of stuff. So footsteps, voices, apparitions, furniture, other objects moving, blah, 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 without human agency. Correct. Two was oppression, or B, I mean. This is when the activity steps up. So physical attacks, sleep disturbances, regular nightmares, um, illnesses, depression, anxiety. So more sort of internal. Right. We determined that succession was not one. But then there was actual possession, which is what we know. Well, what we know by movies is, you know, demons enter a body and take over his or her soul. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's really what happens, that the sort of Hollywood treatment of that is maybe a little more exaggerated. Telltale signs of possession include superhuman strength, speaking in a language the victim doesn't know, inordinate aversion to holy objects, which there are a lot of cases of, you know, reactions to holy water. Telltale signs do not include 360 degree head spins, however. But there is a missing third step, and I don't have op- I don't have options for you. You just got to know it or don't. We have infestation, oppression, a third stage, and then possession. Isolation. Oh, that's so close. So close. What is it? Obsession. Oh, obsession. Of course. At this stage, the afflicted person has a hard time functioning, being constantly preoccupied with thoughts of the demonic activity, commandeering his or her life, and frequently with thoughts of suicide as well. Sleep becomes impossible. All three, also, all three stages can be addressed by a competent deliverance minister, but it's once you've reached that last stage of possession, that's when you have to have an official exorcist, of which there are like, I think, 250 in the world that can do this. Even though they're ramping this shit up, there are like more and more exorcisms being done all the time. And a lot of people getting hurt. Because it's funny with the, with the exorcisms, and I know we're just about out of time, but, you know, I think a lot of times, a lot of things can be, you know, written off as, you know, psychosis or, or some kind of psychological disorder and that kind of thing. Then there is like that little narrow 1-2% there that can't be, you know, and... The problem that you run into is that you have people of faith all over the world or you have people who really don't know or don't understand the kind of psychology behind human beings and they jump to, well, I need to get a priest. People do get hurt. People get, let's be honest, a lot of the recent exorcism films, The uh, Possession of Emily Rose being one of them, that did not end well for the possessee, yeah. you know, for the person who is possessed, that did not end well. Uh, and I think nine times out of ten, that's really kind of how that works. It's not, yeah. it's not the the fucking, you know, Reagan from The Exorcist, where she's, you know, she's coming out of it and she doesn't remember anything and she's all smiles and happiness. No, yeah. that's not the way that that works. Nine times out of ten, I think it normally just, you know, it yeah. normally just kills the person. So. Yeah. Yeah, and in modern day, you know, exorcisms that are occurring, like a couple of things are happening. People are getting hurt because they don't know what they're doing, or People are being falsely accused of being possessed and, like, being starved out and, like, handcuffed to the radiator and shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. When a lot of times it can be, be, you know, deduced down to a mental illness, which probably can be controlled with medication, you know? So uh, it's fucking, it's crazy the way that we, like, as we evolve and be kind of more scientifically... Uh, trained in avenues that can can prevent and help this uh, these situations that we are more likely to jump to you know jump through the hoops of religion all the way to well it's fucking possession I'm gonna just accuse everybody for the rest of the day of being possessed yes um, if you if you could I will okay uh, I will and and what I'm gonna do because I literally know nothing about performing an exorcism I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna buy all the garb and just all the paraphernalia. 
And I'm just going to start to perform ritualistic uh, exorcisms, like literally anywhere. I want to I explore this today, and I'm going to have a little Sunday fun day. And if you could just sort of pick up where I'm going to leave off, that would help me a lot today. You got it. And it was one of these uh, true life possession stories called Text Messages from Hell. Uh, so it says, demons pop up in the strangest places. A Polish priest named Father Marian Ragel performed an exorcism on a teenage girl. After the ceremony was completed, Father Ragel claims he began to receive text messages from the evil spirit he tried to cast out. So if you could just text me throughout the remainder of the day as an evil spirit. Perfect. Uh, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe that'll open some doorways I'm not ready for. Well, but at the end of the day, it's still just me. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's already pretty possessed, so... <laughs> it is now, after I had to do all this fucking research, so... I always enjoy doing these uh, roulette of scaries because they're fast and they're fun, and, and uh, you know, I, I very rarely have any control or know what the hell's going on at all, which is pretty <laughs> great. Uh, that's, that's kind of awesome. Um, so, I appreciate you doing this with me today. You got it, baby. And We're over time. We better get out of here. We gotta get out of here. I got shit to okay. do. Me too. All right, okay. brother. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.